Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we are going to be doing, or we're going to be diving into a new car, and that new car is a new Hyundai. Now, no, it's not the Tucson, although I'll be getting to that soon because I'm quite curious, but we're going to be getting into the new 2021 Santa Fe. Let's begin. This is the 2021 Hyundai Santa Fe, and while the car manufacturer has yet to announce all specifications for the SUV, it has showcased the new design in full. As a recent teaser, teaser image indicated, the new Santa Fe does look quite a lot like, well, quite a lot different from the outgoing model even though it's not an entirely new generation. The visual alterations start at the front, where there is a new wide grille, pictured below, with two different mesh designs. Not only does the grille look quite striking, but it integrates the main headlamps. Hyundai has also designed split T-shaped LED daytime running lights, which do remind us of Volvo's Thor DRLs, even if from a different angle. So they're vertical rather than horizontal, and they're quite right about that. The new 2021 Santa Fe sits on a new set of 20-inch wheels, picture below, even though you're not going to be able to see them, and will be offered with a handful of other wheel designs in smaller sizes. Found at the rear are revised taillights with a subtle light bar. There is also a large reflector running the width of the tweaked rear bumper. Oh my, that, uh, not a fan. That's just very weird. But the rear bumper, the new, the redesigned rear bumper I quite like, even if it's pretty normal, I guess. The Korean car maker says the updated Santa Fe is based on the third generation Hyundai vehicle platform that promises improvements in performance, handling, fuel efficiency, and safety. Among the changes made include moving the fixed points for the steering arms, clo steering arms closer to the middle of the front wheels to provide more agile handling. The company adds that new reinforced sound absorbing systems in vibration sensitive parts improve the SUV's noise, vibration, and harshness NVH performance. So basically the car is going to be quieter now or the SUV is going to be quieter now. This new platform was also said to bring with it significant improvements in collision safety. Hyundai says that thanks to the use of a multi-load path structure, hot stamping, and the integration of a super high tensile steel plate, the platform allows the Santa, the Santa Fe to better absorb the impact of a collision while also minimizing the deformation of the passenger cell. The interior of the updated Santa Fe has also been revised. Taking pride of place on the dashboard is a new 10.25-inch touchscreen infotainment system, while directly in front of the driver is a 12.3-inch fully digital instrument cluster. The layout of the center console is also vastly different than before, and incorporates a more angled design with large buttons to enable park, reverse, neutral, and drive, rather than a traditional shifter. To be fair, even the old Santa Fe had, had buttons for the gear selection. All 2021 Santa Fe models also come with a terrain mode selector, allowing drivers to shift between drive modes to make the most of the HTH-Track, I think, all-wheel drive system. Among the modes available include sand, snow, and mud, eco, sport, comfort, and smart. One thing the Koreans did not divulge are the available engines for the refreshed model, though in Europe they did confirm that it will be offered for the first time with both hybrid and plug-in hybrid powertrains. It will land on the old continent from September and Australia in the second half of the year. It remains unclear when the US will receive the new SUV, but it's also expected this year. I have to say, the wheel design, you know, you know the Jeep Renegade Trailhawk, okay? Imagine that, but in the size of a 20-inch wheel. That's one of the wheel options they have. It looks almost exactly the same, including how the 
inner wheel is darker than the silver outline. I'm telling you, it looks <laughs> scarily similar. Moving on from that though, we have details about the hybrid and plug-in hybrid powertrains. Hyundai introduced a new Santa Fe earlier this month, and now the company has released details about its engine lineup. In Europe, there will be a hybrid variant that features a turbocharged 1.6 liter petrol engine, a 59 horsepower or 44 kilowatt electric motor, and a 1.49 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery. This will give the crossover a combined output of 227 horsepower or 169 kilowatts and 258 pound feet of torque or 350 newton meters of torque. A plug-in hybrid variant will arrive next year with the same 1.6 liter turbo engine. However, it will have a 13.8 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery and a more powerful electric motor that develops 90 horsepower or 67 kilowatts. The motor will be available exclusively with all-wheel drive and have a combined output of 261 horsepower or 195 kilowatts and 258 pound-feet of torque or, three, or still 350 newton meters of torque. On the diesel side, there will be a 2.2 liter SmartStream engine which features an aluminum block that enables it to weigh 43 pounds or 19.5 kilograms less than its predecessor. The engine has should be also has the engine also has a new camshaft and an upgraded fuel injection system thanks to these changes the fuel the four-cylinder will produce 199 horsepower or 149 kilowatts and 324 pound-feet of torque or 440 newton meters of torque it will be connected to a new eight-speed dual clutch transmission which provides improved acceleration and better fuel efficiency besides revealing powertrain details hyundai provided more information about the santa fe's platform while the model looks like a simple facelift, Hyundai says it rides on an all-new platform, and this allows for significant improvements in performance, handling, fuel efficiency, and safety. I'm pretty sure we just read that exact same line in the prior article. In particular, Hyundai says the fixed points for the steering arms have been positioned closer to the middle of the front wheels for more agile handling. Yeah, we just read that part. The architecture also uses a multi-load path structure, hot step, okay, we've already talked about all that stuff. The platform also has a lower center of gravity. Okay, that's good and unspecified weight savings. That's on top of a more comfortable driving experience, thanks to reinforced sound absorbing systems in vibration sensitive, uh, sensitive parts. The new platform allows the Santa Fe to be a tad roomier, as there's an additional 1.2 inches or three centimeters of second row legroom and an extra 1.6 inches or four centimeters of third row legroom. Buyers will also find a more accommodating cargo compartment. While the Santa Fe can be equipped with a familiar all-wheel drive system, there's a new terrain mode selector. Okay, we've talked about that. The first three modes are self-explanatory, but Hyundai says sport mode improves acceleration by distributing up to 50% of the torque to the rear wheels. Comfort mode favors stability, while eco mode saves fuel by being front-wheel drive only. Lastly, the Santa Fe comes with a host of driver assistance systems, including front collision avoidance assist. It used to just be called front collision warning. Remember when the front collision avoidance assist was just simply known as front collision warning? And to be fair, it grew to be more than a warning, so I guess I understand that, but why can't they just, why can't they just call it, you know, front collision avoidance? Just leave it at that, but anyway. Blind spot collision warning, blind spot collision avoidance assist, safe exit assist, blind spot view monitoring, lane following assist, and rear cross traffic collision avoidance assist. Remember when it was just called rear cross path detection? <laughs> I mean, again, now it probably does more than just detect cars, but still. The big news is Highway Driving Assist, though, which is available on the Santa Fe for the first time. It uses the Lane Following Assist and the Smart Cruise Control Systems to keep the vehicle centered in its lane and traveling at an appropriate speed. 
Another new addition is the Reverse Parking Collision Avoidance Assist System. It uses a rear-view camera and ultrasonic sensors to detect uh, obstacles when reversing. When an obstacle is detected, it will warn the driver and apply the brakes if necessary. The crossover can also be equipped with Remote Smart, remote smart Parking Assist, or Smart Park, from that, uh, I probably got the park wrong, from, I think that Super Bowl commercial, which enables owners to use their key to move the Santa Fe forward or backward. This can be used for entering or exiting tight parking spaces. And lastly, we get to the engine powertrain for, or engine powertrain, we get to the powertrain options for America. Hyundai introduced the facelifted Santa Fe this summer, and now the company has unveiled the US spec crossover. Looking virtually identical to its European counterpart, the 2021 Santa Fe features a bold new design with a wider grille and restyled headlights. The crossover also has a sportier skid plate, a modified bumper, and new T-shaped LED daytime running lights. The sides are the side of the vehicle largely carry over, but the model has been equipped with restyled wheels and newly optional power folding side mirrors with puddle lamps. The updates continue out back as designers installed a new bumper, updated taillights, and, and hid the exhaust. Bigger changes occur inside as the Santa Fe adopts a new floating center console, a push-button shifter, and a 12.3-inch digital instrument cluster. Things we've talked about before. Other highlights include revised switchgear and a larger 8-inch infotainment system. Customers can also upgrade to a 10.25-inch infotainment system with GPS navigation. Rounding out the highlights are digital key technology, a new Harman Kardon premium audio system, and a revised cargo area that has an additional 0.5 cubic feet or 14 liters of space thanks to improved packaging. For drivers wanting the ultimate in luxury, there is a new calligraphy trim, which features quilted Napa leather seats, an eco-suede headliner, expanded ambient lights, no, expanded ambient lighting themes, and upgraded door panels. The range-topping variant also has a full-color heads-up display, a unique grille, and exclusive 20-inch wheels. Under the hood, there's a newly standard 2.5-liter SmartStream 4-cylinder engine that replaces the previous 2.4-liter unit. It's connected to an 8-speed automatic transmission and has an estimated output of 191 horsepower or 142 kilowatts and 182 pound-feet of torque or 247 newton-meters of torque. The engine comes standard with a start-stop system, and this helps to make it approximately 8% more fuel-efficient than its predecessor. Customers seeking something more powerful can opt for a new turbocharged 2.5-liter four-cylinder engine that develops an estimated 277 horsepower, or 207, 207 kilowatts, and 311 pound-feet of torque, or 422 newton-meters of torque. The engine is paired to a dual-clutch transmission, which promises improved shift response and greater efficiency through reduced parasitic losses. Speaking of the latter, Hyundai estimates a fuel economy improvement of between 4 and 5%. Customers will also be able to opt for a new hybrid variant that features a turbocharged 1.6-liter four-cylinder engine, a 6-speed automatic transmission, and a 1.5-liter kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack. The model comes standard with all-wheel with an all-wheel drive system and is slated to have a combined output of 225 horsepower or 168 kilowatts and 195 pound-feet of torque or 264 newton meters of torque. Sticking with the performance theme, the Santa Fe features an upgraded structure that uses more high tensile steel for greater rigidity as well as improved ride and handling characteristics. Engineers also developed a significantly enhanced braking system which has larger rotors, a high capacity booster, and refinements to the ABS and ESC systems. On the safety front, there's an upgraded forward collision avoidance assist system with cyclist and junction turning detection. It's joined by other new features such as parking collision avoidance assist, reverse, reverse, 
highway drive assist, lane following assist, and a navigation-based smart, smart cruise control system with road curve control. The model can also be equipped with remote smart parking assist, which is better known as Smart Park thanks to the company's Super Bowl uh, commercial. The standard variants will be produced in Alabama and arrive at U.S. dealerships before the end of the year. The hybrid will be imported from South Korea starting in the first quarter of 2021, and, and it will eventually be joined by a plug-in hybrid later that year. So I just realized something. I got completely confused. I thought we were talking about the Palisade. How many times did I say Santa Fe, huh? How many times did I say Santa Fe, and yet I was still confused as to why they're like, oh, it's got a push-button start, and I was like, no, it always had that. Like, no, no, it's because I wrote in the Palisade, and that did have it. So, essentially, what's happened is that the Santa Fe has become a little bit more like a Palisade now. That's what's happened, and it even looks a little bit more like the Palisade. And because we got past all the technical stuff, I can talk about the looks. This facelift, I prefer over the old one. Although, really, it's a, like a life cycle update rather than just a facelift, but I do prefer it. It looks... Because the lower grille was my was my only contention with the... Well, I say my only contention. The only contention that I immediately saw with the old Santa Fe. Because, again, I thought we were talking about the Palisade. I had to go find the old one. And, yeah, the lower grille... It looked weird, especially with the way it outlined the big upper grille. And then it reminded me way too much of an infinity. So this new facelift makes the grille... Well, visually it separates it with, the little, with a little silver bar below it. So it's... So it's its own thing, it lives in its own space, and then the lower grille, it continues to go up into the bumper a little bit, but it doesn't have a character line that then outlines the grille. So both grills are allowed to breathe, and I prefer that. I think it looks better, it looks a little bit more macho than the old Santa Fe, which was a little bit soft-chinned to me. This one looks a little bit more rugged, if only by a little bit, but again, that makes it look a little bit more like the Palisade to me. The interior... So, I was wondering what they meant by the floating console, because again, I was confused, I thought this was a Palisade. And no, having looked at the old Santa Fe, and then having- And really, they're still quite similar, but having looked at the old Santa Fe, and they compared it with this new one, I can see the difference. Although, I'm not sure I like the difference, because there's a lot of buttons in the center console. So, with the old Santa Fe, you had the air vents, and then a silver outline that kind of tied the two- the two areas together on the center console. Let me go find an older image. Okay, so you had the HVAC functions, which sat right below the air vents. And then you had some more buttons below that. And apparently, this little screen, I'm not sure if that's for if that's purely for the HVAC or if that's for a few other functions. But again, you had the air vents, the HVAC functions right below that. And, they were, and then you had buttons just below that before you got to a little cubby hole on the lower center console. But the HVAC functions area was separated by this silver, like, fake aluminum outline thing. Well, now, the air vents, the air vents are alone. They're just a standalone area on the dash, although not really because you have the touchscreen right above that. But with the floating center, with the floating center console, well, really it's a floating lower console, but either way, with the floating center console, now the silver outline goes all the way around on top, it goes above the HVAC functions, although it doesn't, encroach on the air vents and it goes all the way back to it goes all the way back to a cup holder they're not so far back where the armrest is where they have a little center console cubby hole it doesn't go that far back so instead with the old santa fe where you could just drop your phone in just just in front of the gear selector now they have a very chrysler pacifica-esque lower storage bin and that's what they mean by floating center console so you have the gear buttons, you have the drive selector to the right of that, you have the H, you have HVAC functions and various other functions 
all in one area, kind of BMW-esque, and they have a few more buttons above that. So basically what they did was they centralized all the buttons into largely one area, rather than splitting up, for the most part, the HVAC functions between upper, upper middle console and then lower center console. Wait, is that how they did it? Yeah. Instead of before where they separated the HVAC functions from upper, the upper dash to the lower dash, though not quite the center console, again, now it's all pretty much in the center console. And just so we're clear, by center console, I mean the lower area where you'd rest your arms. But they raised the center console, so it's not really a lower console anymore. It's like, it's like a mid-console now. But either way, it's all one area rather than being smartly separated. And I'm not a big fan of that, but... The interior as a whole, I actually still quite like. I think it's a beautiful interior. It's a gorgeous interior. I was quite, I'm was i quite surprised that a Santa Fe... It's not even a Palisade. I'm quite surprised that Santa Fe has this, but I guess it's not a Tucson. So, And I think I've seen the interior of the new Tucson. I'm not sure. Although it's been a while, so I've kind of forgotten what it looked like. But yeah, I think this new Santa Fe looks pretty good. And I do like the interior. It's in line with the Palisade now. I don't like how all the buttons are just in one area that just looks like a nightmare to learn to me but ex as far as the exterior goes very well done high and die it looks more macho more more like a tough rugged suv more in line with the palisade so i agree with that the interior is an update i think that's a slight step back as far as intuitiveness goes from a button standpoint but once again as far as the design language being in line with the top of the line palisade which you could argue is now their flagship this fits right in. So well done, Hyundai. Overall, I quite like the package. Anyway, though, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting a little notification bell and all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, then just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to, obviously before you set off. I do hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.